And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The Decision Hour with J.D. and Adam, two crazy MFers that have decided that the world would be better if we just went out and did it on our own, and that's what we're doing, and we love doing it. We made the decision that uh, we're better than 9 to 5, and uh, we love to share our stories, and we love to bring on our special guests that, uh, that also uh, absolutely love to share their stories, and it's very motivational, and that's why we do what we do. Um, we want to help you find that motivation to go out there and make that decision to go after a better life and really just follow your dreams and and follow that vision that you have not only for yourself but for uh, your your spouse, your kids, your family, those that you support, those that support you. So that's the important thing. That's why we love to do what we do. Adam, are you with me? Yeah, what's up, bro? How you doing? Man, I'll tell you, man, I had uh, a good weekend. I actually had a pretty pretty good weekend at the casino. I do want to want to go out there and shout out. I didn't tell you about the casino, man. No, you told me that you were heading out there. Uh, yeah, uh, that was at about... I feeling that you were trying to encourage me to, to head that direction. Dude, you should have, man. I went out there at about, what was it, about 2 o'clock, and uh, I actually left at 3.30 the following day i uh i started out at the at the at the three the three dollar charlie blackjack table moved up to the five uh, a few hours later moved up to the 25 dollar table at about 3 a.m i realized i was way too tired to drive home so i just got a room there out at fort mcdowell casino woke up the next morning bright and early at about 11 30 uh and uh and decided you know what after a nice shower it was i said let's go back and see what else i can do and what else i could do turned out to be losing 300 dollars. so i actually <laughs> left there after paying for the room and losing the 300 bucks and whatever i actually grossed about 1200 bucks so nice. it was it was a pretty good evening um but that's what you can do when you have the freedom to to be able to make those decisions and and go out there and just have a little fun because it's all about enjoying life. And to be honest with you, I just went out there with like a like a three hundred dollar budget and said, if I lose it, I lose it. That's fine. Uh, if I win, that's great too. Um, but I love to just go out and have fun. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have any children. Um, unfortunately, the Lord hasn't blessed me with any children just yet. Um, probably with my whole idea of raising kids and just giving them candy and letting them run around until they fall asleep usually doesn't work. Um, You've got a kid, obviously. Your 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 son, uh, Christopher, just turned twelve not too long ago. Yep. So outstanding. Yep. I, I do have to say, man, as a as a single father, which you are, you have done one hell of a job with your son, man. So you know, hats off to you. Um, how's Chris doing anyway? Just had a science fair today. That's where we were coming from prior to the show. So wow science project so he's all happy and he's doing good he's healthy so all good things outstanding outstanding and you know one of the things that you shared in the in the first episode last week was that because you made the decision to go out and and become an entrepreneur and and not be shackled by the by the cubicle lifestyle so to speak you have the opportunity to actually be there for your son for those events for the football games for basically anything that you want to be and um i mean how how's that feel to you man it feels really good, man, because, like, family's a big thing for me, and uh, I didn't want to have 
I didn't want to have to ask somebody to, you know, if I could go to my son's football game and leave work early or try to make up hours, you know, some other time. So, you know, the, this this country needs more entrepreneurs, and and I decided that, you know, I knew I wanted to to set my own schedule and, and make sure I I didn't have to ask somebody permission to do the things that I wanted to do. So I, you know, I I was. Prior to me being an entrepreneur, I worked in corporate America for several Fortune 500 companies. I did very well, um, but you know, I always had my toe in the water, and I, I never decided to like take that leap of faith, is what I like to call it. And finally, April 1st of 2013, I quit my day job and I took the leap of faith, and it's been it's been a learning experience. It's been a very humbling experience, mm-hmm. but I've it's allowed me to do you know a lot of the things that. Um, I want to do as far as the family aspect thing goes. So outstanding. And I think we should take the opportunity right now to give a shout out because when you took the leap to, to, uh, to create, uh, vets on media, you did not do that by yourself. Um, you had somebody there to, to be able to be with you step for step who currently is serving in the United States army. So if I could, I'd like to give a shout out to, uh, to one of our co-founders, uh, Mr. James Fawbush. So, um, when was the last time you spoke to James? About 10 minutes ago. About 10 minutes ago. Outstanding. All right. So he's doing well and, uh, hopefully coming home on leave here in the next month or so. Yeah. Outstanding, man. And, and, you know, I hope that we're making him proud as part of the Vets on Media Network, which you're currently listening to the decision hour on. Um, one of our things that Vets on Media that, that, you know, we strive to do and I personally strive to do is, is reach out and help out as much of our military family as possible. And I know that I, I'm not alone in this. I know you do the same thing, but we have a, a special guest that is with us, who is with us this evening. Um, and I'll let you go ahead, Adam. I'll let you do the introductions uh, for this very special uh, individual. Listen, I'm excited about this guest. He's no stranger to the Vets on Media family. Uh, he has he's, he's he's got his own real estate business. Um, he's he's got a wonderful family. Uh, he's a Marine Corps veteran. He's a, just an all around uh, awesome awesome guy. Somebody that I look up to. Uh, that I've had the, the privilege of hanging out with. You know, face to face twice. I've known him now for yeah, probably a little over two years, going on three years or so. Um, he's been on several shows, but please give, help me uh, welcome. My good friend Sam Controller. Sam, how you doing, buddy? Outstanding. I'm, 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 I'm doing real well, and uh, I guess I'm used to radio, but y'all can see me blushing now. So, I, <laughs> I, I appreciate the introduction, but I think uh, you know it, it goes both ways. Um, you're, you're never in this alone, and folks got to be there to help you weather the highs and lows. And I'm just thankful you've been in my corner for the last few years, um, leading by example, for sure. I mean, Vets on Media is no small endeavor. Um, but just, just personally being an example and, and being a good ear. So I appreciate it, and I welcome the opportunity to be here today. Good, good. Well, we, we love having you. Sam, tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, I mentioned that you're a veteran. Can you talk just briefly about your background in the military? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I joined in 1990. I joined the Marine Corps. Um, the war was going on. Everybody's ramped up. You kind of feel like you want to do your part. And unfortunately, that wasn't a very long war. And um, Or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I guess. Um, and then, you know, I, 12 years later, you know, I, I ended up getting out. I started out as a communicator, um, and I got cross-trained in the intelligence profession, and I spent the last eight years uh, doing 
uh, intelligence type work. Um, and, and then that led me uh, to do that in the civilian sector for a little while in a support capacity. And then I, I got off into my own, my own business endeavors. But it, I tell you, every, and this is a shout out to drill instructors, and I, and I love it when I get them as clients. I think literally everything I learned in boot camp is what makes me successful today. Um, just from the basic planning models, the discipline, uh, the esprit de corps, the understanding of, of the team concept, um, and, and really getting humbled and knowing that it's not all about you, it's about what you can do for others. Um, and then obviously testing your limits. So, you know, everything in literally almost 25 years ago um, has, has framed my thought process and, and uh, I truly believe is responsible for my success. So I'm eternally grateful for all the men and women who invested in me over the years. Very nice. Nice. Outstanding, now, Sam. Talk, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Talk a, bit, talk a little bit about you said you, you branched out in, into some of your own business adventures. You know, you have a, a real estate um, company yourself right now. And, and those of you who are watching, you can kind of see some of his his accolades in the background there. Sam's no stranger to, uh, you know, veteran advocacy and, 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 and him being a, he's, Sam's got a big heart. Listen, everybody. Sam is. And, it's, and he'll tell you it's he, he's very humble when he's when he says it. But it, Sam's probably got one of the biggest hearts of anybody I know. He's always willing to give back to, to especially the veteran, uh, you know, community. But can you talk, Sam, a little bit about your company right now? Sure, sure. Um, uh, it's 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 focused on real estate. Um, but I tackled real estate from a completely different perspective. And you know, if you remember going back to our early service days. You know, as you were growing up, if you learned something, you know, it was your responsibility to teach the guys around you to save them that learning curve, right? In right. that business, it saved lives. But, uh, you know, that's not echoed out in the business community. It's always this kind of I got a secret. They want to make sure that, that you need them to, to facilitate whatever it is you're trying to do in and, and, and most sales professions. And so I started out in real estate as an investor. I got real smart, uh, and then I went to school. Uh, to, to be a real estate agent, but when I started my own company, I, I did so with the the purpose, the thought process of education really being the cornerstone of, of what we do. And through educating our clients and helping them make a, the best financial decision, um, the byproduct of that was helping to stabilize a family's life. But then when you start doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 families a year, that starts trickling down to you know stability of a community. And stability of a nation as you compound it out. So, we, we built the real estate company based on uh, you know education empowerment and with the thought process to help everyone stable their lives. Um, one of the calling cards that we said early on was that you know if you want something in your life you need to give it. And so what we wanted was stability. What we wanted was to feel empowered, and what we wanted to do was be able to make a difference in in our families' lives. And so. When we give that to clients through our reality check process, um, it inherently comes back to us tenfold. I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, we started it literally six years ago in probably one of the world's worst markets at that time from a real estate perspective. Um, we did real well that year. We've grown every year since, and and it has everything to do with the education empowerment model, vice your 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 strategic real estate marketing model. So if I'm if I'm hearing this correctly, if you go over this with the potential clients, 
and it might not be a good fit for them to purchase a home right now, you you tell them, hey, that, that might not be the best idea for you. Uh, you know, that's the thing that uh, that certainly separates us. I mean, we, we really start out the engagement evaluating the situation, trying to get them not to buy a house. Um, and there's several reasons for that. Um, it's a huge responsibility. Um, the marketing machines behind the banks and, and real estate companies and just our culture in terms of, you know, real estate being the cornerstone of, uh, of, of American freedoms and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a marker of success on the wall if you own your home. You really get brainwashed into thinking it's the best thing to do and you push to meet that expectation. But I think what everybody loses sight of is their, their time on this planet Earth their season of life, and that it's really not about money and status. It's about, you know, ha creating a base of operations for your family that you can execute your life's plan from. So, you know, if guys come to us with this, this marketing regurgitation of it's a great investment or it's a tax write-off or I'm tired of throwing money away on rent, you know, we really do our best to get them back to, you know, answering one key question, and as that is, is buying this home going to help me achieve my life goals? Then 90% of them don't have goals. They don't even have a budget. So we help them evaluate that. Um, but we do so maintaining that impartial aspect of it because if no is no, then no is the best answer at that given time. And the irony of it is, and I know a lot of folks you know, put their business model on and they say, how, do you, how can you afford to say no? How can you afford not to say no just as a, as a human being and, and, and taking on some social responsibility in the business community? But the other thing is, if you don't say no, you hurt them. You absolutely hurt them. And Adam, I can't even tell you how many people have sat down in front of me from, you know, divorces, can't afford to send their kids to school, um, lost their clearances because of foreclosure or in a short sale. And I mean, all the problems that come with doing it the wrong way and pushing the envelope for the wrong reasons, you know, it, it, it's, it's really not a hard no to seek out when you understand the ramifications. All right. J.D., do you got any questions? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. First off, I, I also started out as a communications uh, specialist in the Army and was cross-trained in guard duty, um, <laughs> both in Korea and in Bosnia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, once, once we got our officers, their phone lines and their computers, they really didn't need us anymore. Um so basically, uh, Sam, first off, thank you for what you do. Um, and you're actually starting to get the wheels to turn in my head because I was starting to think, I'm like, look, man, maybe I should just go buy a house. Maybe I should actually sit down and think about this. Uh, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, but um, taking it back to making the decision that you didn't want to go work like in a cubicle setting and do the nine to five and whatnot. Yeah. Um, were, were you married? Did you have children at that time? Uh, so, you know, I, I got out in 2012. Um, I got cross-trained as a polygraph examiner, as a matter of fact. So I, not only did I have a cubicle, you know, I had a freaking eight-hour-a-day interrogation cell I had to work through. Um, so I did that for about two years, and then I, I met my, my future wife. I was already... I don't want to say disenchanted because, you know, I was very blessed to have had those opportunities and it was a tremendous job. It paid well. Um, it, it just, when I sat down and did my own life analysis, it really wasn't what I wanted to do. I'm a huge, huge fan 
uh, of Anthony Robbins. And, and one of the things he suggests is, uh, for, for lack of a better term, it's, it's, it's profiling, but it's called neuro-linguistic programming, where if, if I, the concept being if I want to be a doctor, then if I do all the things that a doctor has done uh, and, and made it through medical school, then I should meet that result, right? Well, I looked around and I said, wow, I see all these guys who are intelligence professionals, they're senior guys, they're, they're doing great things, and every last one of them is miserable. You know, so who am I to expect a different result? And so at that point, I said, wow, I've really got to do something different. And I made that decision on how I wanted my life to go at about two years before I met my wife. But I had so many things already set in place that because I, had, I knew I wanted to be a husband, I knew I wanted to be a father, you know, I had laid the groundwork uh, for the best utilization of my time to accomplish that. Um, so it, well, it was definitely a process. I mean, it took me about two years to work through it. Uh, but in working through it and planning, like we all know to do in the, in the service, you know, that, that backwards planning, if that's the mission, that's the goal, what do I need to do to get there? Uh, and then taking some cues from Anthony Robbins and, and a few other very successful people, I just put it on a piece of paper and mapped it out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm also a huge uh, fan of Anthony Robbins. And one of the things that he says, you know, is if you really want to change your life and you really want to make a difference and you really want to stand out, find out where the masses are going and then go the opposite direction. Amen. Amen. Um, that's, uh, that's, and that's the courage part. I think, you know, you're talking about making a decision. It, it's, I think it's uh, equal parts courage and equal parts understanding that your most precious resource is time, not money. And you spend your life going to college or building this career trying to chase a dollar when you really, you're, 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 you're basically playing one-on-one -on -one against the clock. You only have so much time on this planet Earth. You know, what do you want to do with it? And everybody tries to take control of their finances and their job and they get fooled into thinking that that's, that's a priority and that their report card is how many dollars they make. But that's not it. I mean, that's the, the, it's, there's just zero impact in the monetary side of the house. It's, it's all about being the best person you can be so you can serve the needs of the people you've taken responsibility for in your life um, and use your time wisely. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, and I love that you said that. Um, you know, you, you, it's very, it's extremely difficult to make a change without taking risk. Uh, without risk, there, there is no change. I mean, and, and I've said it many, many times to where, you know, if you, if you want to change the world around you, it all has to start with, with you. And a lot of times that involves with a change in your mindset and Absolutely. when you think about that, Sam, how long did it take you to actually get that mindset down that says, you know what, not only do I want to do this, but I'm going to do this right now, and I know I can do it? Uh, you know, I'd love to tell you, you know, it was overnight, but like I said, I think it was more of a process. And um, it, it really, I like to read, and you know, a wise man <laughs> learns from other people's mistakes type thing. Um, but... I think an effective man puts that into action and that action needs to be you trying to be the change in the universe that you want to see, not only yourself or everyone else around you. It's actually one of my favorite quotes from Gandhi. He says, be the change you want to see in the universe. And I wanted for myself 
to, to have more control over my life, my life clock, my lifetime, um, and I worked towards that. So it really wasn't an overnight process. It was a, it was a, it was a learning curve. I, I set out to figure out how to do it, get smart about it, get comfortable with it, um, and and phase phase myself towards that. And a lot of it does have to do with money. I don't want folks to think I, you know I have blinders on and you know I know what it takes to be, I guess stable financially. Um, but another one of the guys that I really look up to and uh, actually had the pleasure of meeting is Dave Ramsey. Um, you know, his financial peace university really helps get your head screwed on straight about money. It helps you get a good budget in place. It helps you learn how to pay off debt. It helps you to learn how to live on cash. Um, and that was a key component for me. I wanted to have that financial independence. And once, once, the, once I had my, my personal plan in place, and I had the action plan that I needed there. I had my finances under control. Um, then I was clear on the purpose, both professionally and personally, I wanted to accomplish. Um, it really was just baby stepping towards it every single day. And I got to tell you, some days were easier than others. Um, and sometimes there were setbacks. But because I had a plan, uh, it, it, every time I, I learned the lesson in that setback, it just seemed to propel me that much quicker and that much faster. Um, because regardless of what was happening around me, I knew where I needed to go. I was willing myself there. Um, and I say that spiritually, but it really was the plan. Because I had a plan, I knew where I was going, and I, I never doubted the outcome. It was just a matter of when. Now, Sam, you mentioned uh, you know overcoming struggles and, and things along those lines. Can you think back to um, a struggle or maybe a challenge that you faced that you thought maybe this isn't the best idea, and how did you overcome that? Oh, strap in, buddy. <laughs> so I uh, I owned about 30 residential units at one time. And uh, so when the market went bad, man, when I tell you, I never knew I was so popular, but my phone did not stop ringing from, from bill collectors and, and tenants who had issues and trying to juggle that whole problem. Um, and I don't mind ratting them out on the air right now. I had a... Uh, a relationship with BB&T, the, the community's bank, and uh, they had actually uh, given me a second loan on one of my larger investment units. Well, that investment unit was owned by Ryan Holmes, and um, the market went bad, the subdivision went bad, or they're renting it from me, and so they closed down shop, um, and their, their lease enabled them to do that, so I Im immediately lost $4,000 overnight. So the primary mortgage went into default, um, I kept paying on the second mortgage because of uh, my relationship with, with BB&T, and I didn't want to harm that. But to my ignorance, I didn't realize that if the first mortgage defaulted, then the second would automatically foreclose. Right? Well, I know that now, um, and it sounds silly to me now, but I didn't know it then. But the other thing I didn't realize is that when you have a mortgage with a bank where you have your personal income at, when you sign your little passbook statement, they actually, you're, you are actually giving them the right to access your accounts if you default on any debts owed to them. So I'd worked my ass off all year. I kept everything stable to the very end. A few houses were going to get short sold or foreclosed. This was before short sales were even real. That one I just couldn't stomach. I couldn't, I couldn't physically pay for that one and keep the other ones afloat, so I let that one go. The second mortgage with BB&T was still current. Literally, I've been fighting all year. I'm in Target, Christmas shopping with my wife, three days before Christmas, and I get a phone call from BB&T 
actually, I'm checking out. Let me back up. And my credit card wouldn't go through. So I called BB&T and said, hey, what's wrong with my card? And they had accessed my accounts, and they'd ripped $47,000 from my account that day. Holy cow. Now, now yeah. we, while you're going through these struggles, how hard is it not to listen to those around you that's, that are saying maybe you need to go do something else? Well, it's always hurtful, um, and that's uh, it, it's it's painful, um, especially when the people that are close to you are are questioning you. But the one thing that uh, uh, I learned from Anthony Robbins years ago, and, and, and I used to be of the elf that you know you, you know you got to share your dreams with everyone, and then then everyone will come behind you and it'll really help you out. And he said that's bullshit, and I think he actually said it was bullshit, and. He said, you know, what happens is is that when you share your dream with the wrong people, they project their fears onto you. And then you're dealing with your fear and their fear. And the people who are really close to you may actually think they're trying to save you pain, but you only grow from pain. You only learn from mistakes. So their effort from day one is, is ill-conceived. It's not going to have the outcome that they desire. All it's going to do is, is break you down and, and, and make you a shell of, of a human being. So it was very hard when I started out, but at that point in my life when I had gone through that, I had had a, 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 still to this day, I've got a very reliable cadre of folks around me who do think the same way, um, who will politely let me lick my wounds for a split second and then politely say, now what? What's next? And when you continually answer that question, now what? And, and you understand that we're survivors and that we're destined for greatness and we're designed for achievement and that you know you just can't quit and the universal match your effort and you lift it up and you take that deep breath and you push through it. Um, and I'll tell you, I owe a lot of that thought process to the service, um, to seeing men not come home. You know, and you see see how their lives are affected and, and you sit there and you're like, wow, I may be broke, but I'm alive. You know, and I think that perspective, um, trying to master that game of one-on-one -on -one for yourself, but then understanding that there's a lot of folks who wish they were alive to have the shitty day you were having. Um, it reinvigorates you to put your head back in the game and, and just figure it out. Um, if you don't, you know, you're setting an example for, for everyone around you. Um, and as we know, as, as guys in the military, staff and COs and officers, that's really what we do. It's, it's not that we don't experience fear. It's not that we're unemotional. It's that we know that if, if we react in that manner, we're letting a whole bunch of people down around us. Um, and, and you just have to execute. And that, that's uh, when you, you know, we all jokingly say, reach down and grab a pair. But uh, that, that's really what it is. You know, now what, son of a bitch? You, you got to go. And, and also embrace the fact that when your life is so crazy, you are learning. And if you just take a deep breath and master the lesson, you're going to get through it a lot quicker. Everyone fails. The only people who don't fail are people who don't try, and I promise you they are depressed every single day of their life. Right? I'd rather be upset for trying than depressed for never trying. And that's just the way it goes. I mean, so much so, literally, if my son came down here right now, I'm programming this kid and my daughter. I've got four kids, two stepkids. I've got an 11-year-old and a 5-year-old. 
And I ask them, I said, what can you do? And they say, anything. What's possible? Everything. What do you never do? Quit. What are you destined for? Greatness. What are you designed for? Achievement. And they will rattle it off like that. And because I, I want to instill that in them now, so when they're getting crushed, they'll take that deep breath and realize that's temporary. Look for the lesson and just keep growing. Not going, growing. And that's what you got to focus on. I think another key concept, because I can ramble here, guys, cut me off whenever you want, but no, keep going. I'm, I'm a little bit of a naturalist in that, you know, you got to understand the world around you. Things either grow or die. They either evolve or become obsolete. They either generate or stagnate. And those three principles right there, it's not hard to figure out which side of that equation you want to be on. You're in this for a limited amount of time. And if you're married and you have kids, or if you have good friends, they weren't put on this earth to make your life right. You were, supposed to, you were put on this earth to make the best out of your life and help as many people as we can. Zig Ziglar said it best. If you help enough people get what you want, you will get what you want. And that goes for money, that goes for sanity, that goes for love, that goes for respect. If you want something, give it. And I promise you, you'll get it in return. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you, Sam. It has absolutely been awesome having you on the show so far. Again, Sam Cashola, uh, United States Marine Corps veteran. Um, Sam, uh, real quick before I ask a few more questions, while, while our listeners are, are on, uh, where can they find more information just on you and how, they, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, we're revamping that right now. Uh, but uh, honestly, if, if you want to get a hold of me and you think there's some value in us chatting, then you can take my personal email, samcachola at gmail.com, S-A-M-C-A-C-H-O-L-A at gmail.com. And then professionally, uh, virginiaheroes.com is the best way to get a hold of us there. Um, working on a couple things. Actually, Adam and I are in the middle of brainstorming a few things right now where um, we'll be better structured to, to inject our thought processes and support mechanisms out there for not only veterans, but the entire community hero population. So... Um, look forward to, to maybe coming on again and, and uh, walking you through that process. Excellent. Now I got a question because some of, some of the individuals that, that are on this, uh, that are listening or that are watching, um, I know the listeners can't really see behind you. What is the Sweatpants Millionaire? I love that nickname. Uh, that is, so that's, um, all right. So we all know uh, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Well, so, and I'm all about goal setting. So I actually came up with that because uh, I wanted to write a book, and, and I'm writing it. It's called The Sweatpant Millionaire. So, but, you know, it hasn't, it, it's a work in progress. But So for my real estate company, what I did was I, I put that board together, and I keep it behind me because it actually graphically depicts where I want my company to go and, and what I want to be a part of. So, you know, The Sweatpant Millionaire is, is me wanting to be an author. Um, I've coined a term called chairmanship by salesmanship, which is the philosophy we apply at Reality Realty. And we're doing a lot of writing on that. Um, and then does buying or selling a home make sense is kind of the focus that um, I, I want my guys to, to look at. It's not about the money. It does it make sense for your life. And then I'd actually telegraphed some of the goals that I wanted to hit um, with, with the company. So we wanted to get published in national publications. 
we wanted to get speaking engagements. We obviously wanted to get awarded for some of the stuff we were doing, and then we'd set our bowl, our goals pretty high in terms of uh, maybe making it to the Super Bowl or participating in a mass media event. And so the cool thing about that poster is the only thing I haven't done yet is publish the book. So when I started the company and we laid this out, um, you know, slowly but surely over three to five years, you know, if you don't write down your goals, and that, that doesn't mean literally write them down line for line. It can actually mean a picture. Um, and that's what I did. I chose a picture. So that's not so much a I love me board as much as a goal board. And, and I just pictured what I wanted out of my life um, and worked towards executing. Um, but since then, we've been published in Military Times. We've been published in uh, several trade journals. Um, we've, we've been featured on Fox Channel 5. Um, we've been interviewed on, on Vets on Media. Uh, we actually were awarded the uh, 2012 Military Friendly Business of the Year Award, 2013 Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Then uh, we've done a lot of local radio on B101.5 and some AM stations. Uh, and, and then I was blessed last year to actually have the opportunity to go to uh, Media Week for uh, Super Bowl, so participate in Super Bowl Media Week, and literally put my company on blast at the Super Bowl on about 150 different media channels with an NFL athlete. So it's uh, it's been a wild ride, um, but I got to tell you, uh, it all starts with a decision to be the best you you can be, taking responsibility of your life. Uh, and the responsibility you have to the people in your life, seriously, maximizing your time and then executing your plan. The money will come if you focus on the basics. You got to have your, uh, your, your why in place. You got to have your relationships solid. You got to have a good spiritual sense about who you are, right? And then you got to stay healthy. And then the money comes. That's it. If you're doing the right thing for the right reasons, the outcome is certain. The only thing that will vary is how much or how little of what you set your goals on are you going to achieve. But success is almost certain. If you're working hard and you're empowering people and you're empowering yourself and, and you're trying to serve the needs of others, it doesn't matter what capacity you're in. If you're selling cars, if you're writing books, if, if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, if you're a freaking mail delivery person, you know, if you start every day understanding that you have the ability to make a difference in someone's life, you'll make that difference in their life and it'll make a difference in yours. Absolutely, man. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know we haven't heard from Adam here in a second. Uh, Adam, Adam, what do you have for, for Sam? Listen, I, I, I talk to Sam on a regular basis. He's the go-to guy that I go to uh, for, for a lot of things. And, and it's because I know Sam's background and I respect his opinion and, and his input on it. And he's, he's, I mean, those of you that are listening and you hear what he's saying, it's, it's, he's, he's, it's motivating in just the words that he speaks. And it's amazing how he can turn things around. Uh, there's times where, you know, I'm human. So there's times where I might get down or whatever. And he's quick to, uh, you know, put the, put his foot where it needs to go to make me realize, listen, you need to, you need to stop doing that. You need to start focusing on this. And that, and he gets me right back on track. And, 
and like I said, Sam's somebody that uh, that I look up to, and, and I've been blessed to to have known him for as long as I have. Um, and and the fact that he's just doing, he's just an outstanding person, and and all the things that he's doing. So, uh, Sammy, you know, <laughs> thanks, buddy. No, it's uh, um, you know, it's it's amazing. You know, when you when you put yourself around folks that uh, think the same way, feel the same way, and embrace their humanity. But strive for excellence. You uh, amazing things get get accomplished. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, you you can equate it to the, the special forces model, but I think to any organization that that's highly effective, when you get around good people uh, and you unplug from that toxic environment, it's 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 a natural order of things to try and help the other person out. Um, and and you know. You succeed when they succeed. They su- you succeed, they succeed. It's this really this amazing ebb and flow uh, of just intellectual property and support and spirit and, and ideas, and it just it just takes everybody to the next level. You know, that's one of the things that uh, I really get upset about when you when you talk to young people about special forces, or especially now in today's environment. You know, everybody's a SEAL, um, and they all talk about how, you know, how, how I guess strong they are or, or the bravado, but they just glaze over the intellect. I mean, these warriors read, you know, they're, they're plugged in on all levels, man. They're firing on all pistons. It's not about just shooting a gun and being able to, to kick somebody's ass, you know, one-on-one. It literally is a, a mental chess match, um, and, and they're just exceptional thinkers, um, and you get around them, and, and you spend time in that arena, and, and and you even support them. You know, you're really taken back by their character, um, not so much their brawn. And it, it's really, it's really something I think America needs to to promote more than the uh, the strength aspects of it. I think the world belongs to a thinking man, and I, I'd rather be smart and not be able to bench press 400 pounds and be benching 400 pounds and be an idiot. Um, it's only going to get you so far. A lot of finesse that has to take place uh, in success. A lot of humility to be a part of a team. A lot of integrity to be a part of a team. A lot of discipline to put your needs, you know, on the back burner. Um, and the list goes on and on and on. So I think it's um, people just really got to reconnect with 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 being the best they can be. Be well read. Be well rounded. Uh, and just put your back in everything you do. And uh, forget about the little stuff and serve serve the needs of the greater cause, and you will end up being successful. I, I got a guy, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, and you really should get him on the show. His name's Curtis Weinstein. He was a former Air Force um, uh, honor guard type and uh, got out of the Air Force, installing radio systems, went to selling Kirby vacuum cleaners, and then he bought an ADT franchise. Okay. I never met a guy that was more afraid of having a job my entire life. In literally less than nine years, he sold his ADT company for close to $35 million. $35 million. And he will tell you every single day, it was the leadership principles, the work ethic, and, and his keen understanding of self and working to be the best he could be every day and investing in other people. And um, he's a joy to talk to, and I'm blessed to have him in my inner circle. Um, 
but I really chuckle at the fact that, uh, you know, he got out of the Air Force as an E-4, and um, he's doing pretty well for himself right now as he's semi-retired. So um, it works when you apply it. You know, stop looking for the easy way. Do the work, and it'll come. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. I, I agree 100% with you. Um, the The idea of having a team environment is so powerful. A lot of people think being an entrepreneur is about going out on your own and trying to figure out how to do everything on your own, right? Yeah. And that, that's the exact wrong thing to do. Um, case in point, me and Adam, we've got teams, okay? You've got teams that, that you help out. Absolutely. Right. And, and our main goal, whether you join us, whether you join Sam, whether you join somebody else, is get into something. All right, get into something, learn it, study it, get moving. The most important thing is for you to get into it and take massive action. If you want to change anything in your life, you need to make the decision that you're going to go out and you're going to go ahead and you're going to do it today, and then you're not going to half-ass it. Okay, you're going to go out and you're going to take massive action. You're going to do exactly what you need to do. And when you get within that group, that group that cares about you, like myself and Adam as, as mentors, uh, you actually have people like us that you can lean on and ask questions. And, and that's why being part of a team is so important. Uh, now, all of us are veterans here, and, and the main group that, that I also try to help is my military family because I understand the struggles that they can go through when they get out. I mean, I've been homeless. I've been bankrupt. I've been divorced. I've been, I mean, everything. It wasn't until the last few years where I actually really started to get my life on track, but I didn't do it on my own. The organization that I am in and that is extremely strong, I went out and I searched for help, but the biggest thing that helped me was I started to listen and I started to read and I started to study and I started to do everything that the people that were ahead of me that were in the position that I wanted to be in was doing. All right, don't go out there and try and reinvent the, reinvent the wheel. Get involved, get an idea, get a clear vision, understand why it is that you're going to go do it and take massive action. There are people out there that are willing to help you legitimately for free. I will give you free coaching to help you out. Adam will do the same thing. Sam, if anybody goes to Sam, Sam will do the exact same thing. He's already said it. He gave you his personal email. I hate getting spam emails and emails left and right. You just gave out your personal email to almost three quarters of a million followers. You know, here's the deal, you know, and I get that. Uh, and, and it doesn't scare me because the more people you help, the more you learn. And the Amen. more you learn, the more people you can help. So go ahead, blow up my email. Um, if it's 350,000, we may not get to the replies as quickly as I'd like. But I can <laughs> tell you, you'll get a reply. And, um, you know, one of the things that I often do for people is I, I actually have a professional reading to my company. Um, and you can actually, I, I don't know the, the web address actually right now for the store, but um, at the end of the day, I actually have all my agents come on board and read the same books. And if they don't read the books, I know they don't read the books. Why? Because they will immediately impact your life and your thought process. And even if you don't agree with the book, you should be smart enough to lie to me and at least tell me at least what came out of the book so you can 
at least fake like you read it. It's gonna it's gonna get into your brain sooner or later, and and the quicker you get it into your brain, the quicker you can put it into practice, um, and that's when you start learning. Now, the key to success is literally to double your rate of failure. I think that was Zig Ziglar who said that as well. Keep going forward. Not everything you read is going to apply to your life or you're going to be masterful at, but literally every little arrow you can put in your quiver to shoot for that target that you're aiming for, clearly centered on your why, is, is going to make your life that much easier. You know? You're going to miss. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep reading. Keep learning and keep evol evolving, and, and it's going to work for you. A, a great book I'll throw out to everybody um, is... Daniel Pink, the, 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 the world will be inherited by the left-brainers. Um, if, if you guys have a blog or something, I'll send you the, the titles in case I'm butchering it up. But he says that, you know, we've gone from the industrial age to the, to the data age to the information age. And by that, you know, it's been distilled, okay, to all this major crap on the Internet. Now it's actually useful information. Here's my little handsome. Hey, what can you do? Anything. What's possible? Anything. What do you never do? Wait. Give me a kiss. Wow. That is up, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case people thought I was fibbing. But he said, so now we live in this conceptual age, and business the businesses who can show people how their product or service can directly impact their life, it's going to make a – that's the people who are going to make a difference in the next century. Because everybody and anybody can get online now and read everything that they want. You don't even have to leave your house anymore. Right. But now you have to have a plan, massive action plan, and you have to apply it. But before you apply it, you need to understand how this widget or service or product is going to affect your life. And the people who can articulate to you the best way how their product or service can impact your life and meet your needs is <laughs> the one you're going to go with because you've got options. It ain't hard to research it. You drill down, you can find 10 companies who offer the same thing. It's no longer about competitive pricing. It's about giving a shit. And that's why we coined that term, caremanship, vice salesmanship. You've got to care enough about yourself, the people around you, and your clients to give them the best advice you can, firmly rooted in their situation, to get them in a better place. Because if you don't, they don't have short memories there. They're not coming back. And you might actually decimate them financially. Or you might shortchange them from a service perspective, and they end up hurt somehow, some way. It's, um, we're too closely related now, 2015. It truly is a global economy. What I do in my life truly has a ripple effect way beyond 100 years ago. I foreclose on my house here. What that happens across the nation, everybody loses. It, it's we we just have to understand that we are all part of a bigger piece. And I think it really boils down to just common courtesy. Stop being a jerk off. It's not about you. It's really not. This you know, is awesome. We gotta have Sam time. on the show more often. I, I, I know, right? Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, in the service, we did two things. We either trained for the job we wanted, and if we were in a leadership position, we were training them to take our job. Because if we didn't invest in them, the machine didn't keep going. 
And I think as a society, we need to get back in touch with that. The machine will stop if we don't lubricate it with humility and a spirit to serve. That is a guarantee. And it lives out every day, this entitlement mentality. People, we, you can only give so much before the giver's tank run empty. I can only self-soothe so much. Sooner or later, somebody has to fill me up spiritually, physically, financially, so I can continue to give. Right. But I think right now, the reason a lot of people have a hard time making the decision is because they're running on E in their own lives. And that's where the, the education, the discussion, the books, everything comes into play. You've got to find your mentors. When I, when I left the Marine Corps, I was depressed for a good six months because I went from being around folks who gave a shit and cared about me that I could rely on to uh, I felt like alone on an island. You know, and I don't look at guys like Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins, uh, you know, Jim Rowan, uh, shit, Dale Carnegie, all these guys. I look at them more as mentors than authors. You know, I've had the privilege of meeting Anthony Robbins. I've had the privilege to see Zig Ziglar before he passed in person. You know, I've, I've been around. I actually got an autographed picture from Simon Sinek a couple days ago. Tremendous author, all about purpose. And so I read these books. I seek them out and try and get around people who are, are the, of the same mindset because you need mentors. Iron sharpens iron, you know. And I'd rather hear about their shitty day than their best day because I'm going to learn more from their mistakes than their success. And that's really why I liked coming on the Decision Hour today because – the decision is all rooted in just simply making a decision. I'm no longer going to go this way. I'm going to go this way. And I realize that it's going to take me a little bit of time to get to where I'm going. But I'm not going to go here anymore. I'm not going to revisit that toll booth of pain. I'm going to take a left on the Opportunity Highway and make a better decision and grow within that decision. It, it's it is that easy. Great advice, right there, folks. And, and and again, Sam, I want to thank you for joining us tonight on the Decision Hour. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, and like I said, if it, the listeners out there and and, the, and those of you that are that are watching uh, the show right now, I, I, I tell you, I, like I said, I've known Sam for for a couple of years, and and he speaks the truth, and and he's just motivation is. When he speaks, it's just motivating to hear, uh, to hear that. And he's very humble. He, he, you know, he's he's a very humbled uh, uh, guy, but he gets the stuff done. And uh, I'm know, just uh, waiting. Hey, I'm just waiting for the next kick of the nuts to learn something because I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being an entrepreneur. Oh, it's, right? com it's coming. You actually learn to enjoy the pain. <laughs> it's, it's... And that's the biggest thing, everybody, is, is it, you know, as Sam said, it, you got to make that decision. So, uh, J.D., I'll let you uh, take us out. Basically what it comes down to, folks, all right, there's, there's two things that stop you from being able to make a decision, to the fear of success or the fear of failure. As soon as you drop those fears and you understand that you really don't have a choice because your why or your vision, whatever it is that you are emotion emotionally attached to, whatever it is that you can't sleep at night because you don't have it yet, whether it's a better life for yourself, it's a better life for your wife, it's a better life for your husband, it's a better life for your family, 
if it hurts you inside to not be able to have the life that you desperately need, then you need to make the decision right now that it's going to get better and you're going to make it happen. You're going to take massive action right now. There's a few different ways that you can do this. Okay, on our Facebook page, The Decision Hour, there's a link there. There's a button there that says watch video. I want you to watch that video. All right, and then I want you to get in touch with either myself or, you, or Mr. Adam Bird. And we will guide you through the steps that it takes and, to help you move forward. And let me throw, JD, real quick, let me throw something in there. If you guys want to email us, you can email thedecisionhour at gmail.com. Again, that's the decision hour at gmail.com as well. Any questions that you have, we are an open book. All right. We are here to help. All right. And the there is only one percent, one percent of this country that's currently serving. It takes a special breed to do so. We are part of that breed and we did it for a reason because we want to help people. I didn't sign up for college money. I didn't serve because I get to travel to nice places. Matter of fact, I was never stationed in a nice place. <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. That was that. I'm sorry. Dong Dujon, uh, South Korea, Tuzla, Bosnia. I'm telling you, not exactly the happiest places on earth. All right. <laughs> there is no Disney World there. <laughs> telling you, I did it. We do what we do every single day because we want to help you get to where you want to go in life. You can follow me, Jeff Demers, on my blog, themotivatedmindset.com. Mr. Adam Bird at www.birdstheword.com, B-I-R-D-Z, theword.com. And then Mr. Sam Kishoa. Uh, like you said, samcashola at gmail.com. Do you, do you have a blog that you've started? We, we do. In fact, uh, it's, I'm integrating it into the new project we're doing. So I'm just it's not there yet. Um, I hope to be up and running in the next probably week or so with that. Outstanding. And there's a lot of great information on those sites. And we will continue to, to feed those to you. There's a lot of free information, motivational tips, mindset training tips, Tips for veterans, tips for individuals that need help, tips for individuals that just want a spark out of life and want to find out how to do it. That's what we're here for. I write a blog almost on a daily basis, not because I love to write because I really don't, but I know what I'm writing is going to help somebody. And that part I do love. All right. So, Mr. Adam Bird, any final words? Hey. All you listeners out there, first off, Sam, thanks again, buddy, for, for coming on tonight. It's always a pleasure. All you listeners and, and viewers out there, it's time to make a decision. If you need our help, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Make a decision. That's Absolutely. Sam, thanks so much for coming on, man. We look forward to having you on again in the future. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. I'll, I'll leave everybody with this. Your mind expanded by a new idea never regains its shape. Keep putting new things in your brain, and your life will change. It's that simple. you got to keep learning. you got to keep pushing forward. It's literally the laws of, of physics, the laws of success. You can't unlearn something. Learn something new every day. If you're having a bad day, help someone else out, and literally just never quit. 
Absolutely. Amen. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. That's it for the Decision Hour episode number two. We look forward to to entertaining you and hopefully dropping some knowledge on you here next week, Tuesday, same time here on the Vets on Media broadcast. Stay tuned for this evening. Stay on the Vets on Media network for Vets on Sports. That drops in at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time. So thank you so much for staying with us, and we'll, uh, we'll see and, and talk with you next week. Take care.